This is the Adventure Sports Podcast, brought to you by 180TAC. Get out there and have some fun. Hello and welcome to the Adventure Sports Podcast. This is your host, Kurt Linville. This is another mini edition, and we do these mini editions over the weekends from time to time. They're not every day or every weekend, like our Monday, Wednesday, Friday shows, which we will get to you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can count on it. But these mini editions are where we throw a little bonus material your way. It's a shortened podcast for you new listeners who have not heard it yet to hear a full-length podcast where we interview amazing adventure sports people and professionals. You need to listen to our Monday, Wednesday, Friday podcasts. But this weekend edition is a special mini edition. We're going to cover the topic of what to do when you get caught away from the car this time of the year and you get one of those unexpected cold fronts that blows through, a snowstorm, a cold rainstorm, you need shelter. We will teach you how to build emergency shelters that will help you not only to survive, but even to be quasi-comfortable through the night. Before we do that, I wanted to mention, last week I put out a special request to all you listeners that you would tell your friends about us, that word of mouth is the very best way to let people know about the show and to grow the show so that it can be a self-sustaining program that you can enjoy for years and years to come. And I wanted to say a special thank you because this last week, the number of downloads increased by 30%. And I know why that is. Thank you for telling others about the show. Please keep it up. Tell more people. We are really excited about the Adventure Sports Podcast. We have so many great guests planned for you, and we're just having so much fun with it. We hope that you are too. Another special request, if you go to adventuresportspodcast.com, there you can subscribe or you can leave us a message, and we would like to hear from you. We would like to know what you would like to hear more of, maybe what you think should be changed. We would like to know what types of guests that you would like to hear, what kind of topics. We want this podcast to be for you, the listener, so that you can enjoy it as much as possible. So give us that feedback. It's very valuable to us. And once again, thank you for spreading the word. Let everybody know about the Adventure Sports Podcast. Now, on to emergency shelter. It's so common, especially this time of the year, for people to want to get out after a a winter of cabin fever. And so we take those early hikes. And this time of the year, uh, it's not uncommon for a freak storm to move in, for temperatures to drop, and for people to find themselves in a little bit of a scary situation. Hypothermia is a very dangerous condition. It kills. So I wanted to share this special episode on what you can do if you find yourself caught in one of these freak storms. You're away from the car. You may not even be able to make it back that night. Sometimes the snow moves in and and conditions change so quickly that people get stuck, disoriented, or otherwise in peril in these storms. So here's a little bit of advice. The key to surviving an unexpected cold snap like this, if you find that you're stuck, number one, before you get cold, take action. If you're starting to get hypothermic, it just becomes more and more difficult to stay warm or to get warm again. So before you get cold. When you first notice that that cold is becoming a threat, then you need to take action. The first thing you need to do is insulate. And insulation can be very simple. It might be a little bit itchy, but what you do is you tuck your pants into your socks, you tuck your shirt in, and you start stuffing. You grab anything that's light, fluffy, and dry. 
I stress the dry, and you fill up your clothes with it. Um, You stuff it down your pant legs, you stuff it in your shirt, you stuff it down your sleeves. What you're doing is you're turning a long sleeve shirt into something akin to a down jacket. That insulation will keep you warm in, uh, in much, much colder temperatures, and it may be a little bit itchy and uncomfortable, but if you stay warm and you stay safe, fantastic. You may have just saved your life. So if you find yourself caught in one of these um, freak spring storms, then first thing you do is you insulate. Second, you need to determine if you can make it back to shelter or not. How far are you from your car? Do you know the direction? Um, are the trails still safe? The real question becomes, should you try to build a shelter that will keep you for the night? Should you try to build a fire? Should you try to hike out? And you have to kind of evaluate your specific situation. And keep in mind, it's better to spend the night in the woods unexpectedly and be safe than it is to try to hike out and not make it. So first, many people think, well, of course, I'm going to build a fire. Fires are warm, but let me offer a little bit of warning there. Fires can be warm, but if you've ever been up all night trying to keep a fire going while your front side is overheated and your back side is frozen, while you're looking for dry wood and uh, and struggling with exhaustion, then you know that a fire may not be the very best solution. I'm not saying that a fire won't warm you up. It can, but I prefer to insulate first, like I just described, and then to build a shelter that will keep me warm. And then I can build the fire in the morning for fun to enjoy the sun and and the new day. Or I can build a fire for comfort during the night if I want to enjoy just the crackle of the flames. Fires are very comforting, but I wouldn't rely on a fire as my sole way to stay warm in a cold, windy, snowy, rainy, stormy night. It's just uh, not likely to be your best solution. So you've already stuffed your clothes and you need to stay dry. So we need to build an emergency shelter. There are many types of shelters. There are snow caves that you can build in the wintertime. And I have to warn you, though, building a snow cave is exhausting and uh, time-consuming work. It probably takes two to three hours to build a decent snow cave, and that's when you have all the tools at your disposal, when you have shovels and tarps and all those sorts of things. So snow caves are warm. They're probably the best way to survive a true winter blizzard. But if you don't have a shovel, it's going to be tough. Um, There's an alternate to the snow cave, which can work. If snow is consolidated and it packs well so that you could cut it into blocks, then one thing that you can do is trample down snow that's maybe twice as wide as you are and twice as long as you are, a little bit longer than twice as long as you are. Let that snow consolidate so it's good and packed. Then you can take a stick or a snow ski. You can cut the snow into blocks that are the width of the area that you pack down. So you're cutting the packed snow into blocks, and you're going to put them on either side of the pit that you packed down. So you made your pit a little bit deeper, and you can take a block and put it on end on one side, take a block and put it on end on the other, and then lean them together to make an A-frame structure. And you'll find that it's plenty um, large enough to make a good shelter. So you can stack the blocks in this manner if the snow conditions are right, and just keep working your way down through there until you have a trench with an A-frame snow over the top of it. You want to use snow to chink any gaps, and you want to fill up the ends with more blocks and more snow, and make yourself a door that you can close 
make sure you do have an air hole so that you can have air circulating through a snow cave. Snow caves can be dangerous if they're not properly ventilated, so make sure that you have an air hole. But this type of a snow cave can be made much faster. It still takes time, but instead of digging out a cave, you can build this type of structure uh, with just a stick, no shovel needed, or a ski or something like that. And so if you have that right kind of snow, it can make a a great emergency shelter. Then you're going to fill up the bottom of this with dry, fluffy material. It could be leaves, limbs from a pine tree. It could be grass, whatever is around that's dry that you can create an insulating layer that's between you and the snowy floor of the cave. If you have a tarp, fantastic, use it. And then crawl in there, shut the door, you'll be amazed. Uh, The temperature on the inside will be between 50 and 60 degrees, which may not be toasty, but hey, all you're trying to do is get through the night. And remember, you've already insulated yourself by stuffing your clothes with dry, fluffy material. So you actually can get through the night quite comfortably. Another type of shelter that can be useful if you don't have any snow or if you perhaps you do have snow, but it's not packable, it's too cold, it's too fluffy, it just won't consolidate to make blocks, then you might consider a rubbish hut. And a rubbish hut, very simply, is where you use sticks to create a framework that can support material, and then you bury that material with as much fluffy, dry stuff as you can. And that dry stuff could be leaves. In the eastern forests, the deciduous trees drop a lot of leaves, You put about three feet of leaves on top of an A-frame structure made of sticks and make sure that you fill that up then with dry leaves. And I don't mean a small layer on the floor. Fill it up from floor to ceiling with dry leaves. Make yourself a door that you can close. And then as you crawl in, you will push the leaves down and you can fluff the leaves even over yourself to use as a blanket. You close the door. This rubbish hut um, can keep you warm in temperatures far below zero. It's amazing how warm it can be. The best way to do this is to use existing structure that is around you, if possible, just to save time and energy. So perhaps there's a fallen log, and you can lean a series of sticks like ribs up across this log. It would have to be a fairly tall log, but making sure that there's room for you to crawl inside and have a little room to move around in there. You could use a small embankment or a bluff. Just make sure that you're not building a structure where water's going to flow down and, and soak you and run you out in the middle of the night. So make sure you're in a dry place. Or if need be, you can take a long pole and you can strap it to a tree trunk or set it in a Y, a tree limb Y, and you can use that as the the ridge post and then lean sticks against that and then bury it. These structures still take quite a bit of time to make, especially if you have to build the whole thing. It does take some time, so start early. You don't want to be doing this after it's dark and freezing. When you're already in trouble, is not the right time to build a shelter. You want to build a shelter before you're in trouble. So, I just listed for you two types of shelters that can help you to be reasonably comfortable and warm through the night. A little bit itchy, perhaps, but hey, it's better than dead. And always remember that these structures take more material than you think they might, so you have to be in a place where there's plenty of material. They take more time, guaranteed, than you think that they're going to take to build. Perhaps if you find yourself caught in with a storm coming on, You find a sheltered spot and you start building your shelter immediately. Once you've made your shelter, then you can decide on your options. But you always have the shelter to fall back on. It'll be there 
to get you through the night if you need it. So my recommendation is if you think you might not make it back to your house or to your car, then build a shelter first and then figure out the rest. Here's a short adventure story for you from my past that uh, we didn't build a shelter in this one. But let me tell you this story because I think that it's on topic and might be uh, useful. This is a time that things did not go right. It was a late fall camp out and we were camping at about 11,000 feet. And a couple of my friends, both of whom were not very experienced in the mountains, in mountaineering or even in nature at this point, they wanted to try to climb a mountain that was, oh, about five miles away, five mile hike each way. The mountain went to above 13,000 feet, and it was kind of late in the day, but the weather was decent at the time. And, uh, I told them, I said, well, you realize the weather could change. We could get stuck in the snow. It's going to get dark, so it's probably not wise to go, but we can try it if you guys really, really want to try this. And so they said they did, and I was foolish enough to say, hey, why not? We didn't have the proper coats or clothing, but it was a fairly decent evening, at least when we started out. So we hiked the approximately five miles and we had gained enough elevation that we were above tree line. And then a snowstorm moved in and it was not your nice, gentle, fluffy snowstorm. This was a very heavy, thick, wet snowstorm that immediately coated all the rocks and just walking became perilous. We couldn't keep our footing. And like I said, we didn't have proper coats. So realized that we were in danger of hypothermia. So we turned around and headed back for the camp. However, it got dark and it got darker and the snow didn't let up. It just got thicker and it got to the point that we could not really see where we were. We were completely off trail and this area had a lot of rollovers. These are are cliffs that start with a hill at the top that gets steeper and steeper and steeper until all of a sudden it's just a, a vertical cliff. And there were lots of rollovers in this area, and we couldn't see more than a couple of feet ahead of us. And so slippery rocks, rollovers, high altitude, very cold and very wet, um, very dangerous situation. I'm stopping the story right here to say that when we first saw the snow coming in, that would have been a really good time to start building the shelter before it was dark so that we would have a a place, a place to be safe. But we didn't. We made the mistake of saying, we're just going to hike out. And we finally got to a point where we were on top of a, a high place. We didn't know if it was a rollover that would lead to a cliff going down the side but all we knew was to start heading down, and it was very, very scary. And uh, But we knew that if we stayed where we were at this point, we would die. And we had to make the tough decision to walk down the slope knowing that we could easily lose our footing, that we could slide off a rollover. And it was, it was uh, just completely unnerving, a very unnerving experience. But we started kicking steps in the snow and hiking our way down the face of this, of this slope. And as it got steeper and steeper, we kept hoping and hoping that it wasn't a cliff face. And we were really, really blessed. I think uh, maybe our guardian angels were looking out for us. But turns out it was not a cliff. It was not a rollover. We made it to the valley floor. And man, were we excited to be there. But we still had a long hike out. The good news is we finally intersected a trail. So we started following the trail out and we still had several miles to go. Well, we got to within probably a mile 
of our camp, and one of my friends was succumbing to hypothermia. He actually, he, he just stopped and said, well, guys, I'm just going to sit down. And we said, what do you mean? He goes, I'm all right. I'm just going to, I'm just going to stay here. You guys go on. I'm, I'm just done. I, I, I'm just going to sit here. I'm, and he starts to sit down. And had he sat down, he would have died. But hypothermia does this. Um, we lose our mental acuity when, when our core body temperature starts to drop. And his, uh, his best plan was to just sit down in the middle of this blizzard and be there and with no thought to what would happen to him. But he really would have died. And so we had to rough him up a little bit and force march him out of there. And we did. We hiked back to camp. And when we got to camp, we had sleeping bags, we had tents, we had campfires. We had to melt the ice off of our boots just to untie our shoelaces. And that's not exaggeration. Our boots were frozen solid with over a quarter inch of ice. So very foolhardy for us to venture that time of the year into the altitude that far from camp without proper gear. But we did it, and we made it back out. Boy, by the grace of God, um, it was it was a, a very serious, life-threatening situation. So it was a time that things didn't go right, and our decision was to just keep going and it was a decent decision. We got back to shelter and everything was fine. But the problem was that we had to risk our lives walking with no visibility down ever steeper slopes in very slippery conditions when there were cliffs all around. We had to walk blindly down the faces of these of these potential rollovers to hike out. It was not safe. It was not wise. But we're here to tell the tale. So my recommendation is, number one, don't do what we did. If you're tempted by a mountain and the conditions are questionable at all, or even if they look great, make sure that if it's at fall or it's in the spring, even in the summer at high elevations, make sure that you have proper gear. And by proper gear, I mean hat, coat, um, something to, to shelter yourself from water. You want to have gloves and a shovel. You must always have a shovel. A very wise man said, never separate yourself from your sleeping bag. Not a bad idea to have some sort of a sleeping bag in a light pack that you can take with you. Then go have the fun. Have the adventure. Make sure that you have lights. Make sure that you can uh, find your way back out if necessary, but make sure that you have the proper gear. Second, if you find yourself in a perilous situation like we were, build the shelter early. Get a shelter built that you know will get you through the night safely and uh, then you can decide what the next step would be. But we would have been much safer had we simply built the shelter and crawled inside for the night and waited the storm out. In the morning, the sun did come out, and it warmed up, and it melted so fast that steam was rising. And it was just a beautiful, beautiful morning and a beautiful experience. But don't take the risks that we found ourselves having to take. There are too many sad stories where the ever-steepening slope was a rollover, and where people slid to their deaths, it happens in the mountains. So be wise. So a quick review. I told you today about various types of emergency shelters. The most important thing is start early. Second most important thing is start before you're cold. Stuff your clothes with light, fluffy material, leaves, grass, even pine needles. Make sure it's dry and insulating. But stuff your shirt, stuff your pants, turn yourself into the Michelin Man, right? And that will provide an amazing amount of warmth. Once your body is insulated, 
then start trying to figure out the best type of natural shelter to make. And we talked about a snow cave that you can build with a stick without a shovel if the snow conditions are right. We talked about rubbish huts and ways that you can build those quickly. And we also talked about the third option, which is the one that's usually the most dangerous, and that is to hike out. But if you find yourself in a situation where you don't have shelter and you have to hike out, then you're going to have to make sure that you are um, watching your buddies, staying close together, checking for signs of hypothermia. And if exhaustion sets in and someone decides they're just going to sit down, you can't let them. They will most likely die. So there's a weekend mini for you on emergency shelter. Knowledge is very, very valuable. And the little bit of knowledge that I just gave you could very well save your life and the lives of others with you someday. So use that. But don't just wait until it's emergency to do this. It's time to go into the woods on a nice day and practice. Build these shelters. Find out what works and what doesn't work. Find out how large they really need to be. And here's a hint. Just barely big enough to move around in a little bit is the right size. You don't want large shelter. You want warm shelter. But go out and practice these skills before there's an emergency. And it's fun, especially with children. Take the kids out and teach them how to do it. They love it. But what's so cool about it is if they're ever lost in nature, in the woods somewhere, then they'll know what to do, even at a young age. So... Get out there, build some shelters, and have some fun, and be safe. And this has been another Adventure Sports Podcast Weekend Mini Edition. Hope you enjoyed it. Please do tell your friends about the Adventure Sports Podcast. And join us Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays for our normal full-length programs where we interview amazing guests about a variety of adventure sports. Until the next show, get out there and have some fun. 